This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to episode number 380. That's 380. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Oh, yeah. So it's a light viewing week for me on the TV show side of things. I uh, There was there was some wrestling that needed watching. There was football that needed watching. There's some Little House on the Prairie that needed watching. So, um, yeah. Very little on the uh, on the TV show side of the fence for me this week. Um, I didn't have a ton, but you know, I, I've watched a few things this week to talk about TV wise. I, I do not have a lot to talk about movie wise, though. Surprise, surprise. I have five films to discuss. Wow. So, what did you watch for TV series shows? Well, like. You know, uh, the Little House on the Prairie thing is pretty much like a, a given at this point. We watched because uh, there's that new Roku channel that just plays it 24 hours a day. So, like, yeah. if we don't know what to Little House on the Prairie. So if we don't know what to watch, then we just put it on that. Uh, but I did get um, about 10 or 11 episodes of Twilight Zone season one in throughout the week. I'm really enjoying that low key relaxing. Like I've seen most of the episodes, but it's, it's, I haven't seen them, some of them in such a long time. And then, you know, they're rare. Never seen this episode before. That's, that's very fun. Hmm. Um, And that pops up for me. So yeah, I, uh, I do want to start true detective. I want to watch that new season. Um, Hmm. I tried to watch another episode of Echo, but man, my Disney Plus is just not liking me when I want to sit down and watch it. And did the same thing. Yeah, when I tried to watch episode one, uh, I did the same thing where I could get like maybe the first five minutes in and it kept crashing. Hmm. And I'd have to restart, load it, boot it back up. And then finally I gave up. And then like a few days later, a week later, I finally was able to watch episode one. I tried to watch episode two a few times. Uh, three or four times over a couple different days, and it just kept crashing. Hmm. Um, I tried uninstalling, reinstalling, re-signing in, logging out, resetting, da-da-da-da-da. I don't know what's going on with the Disney Plus app on my Roku, but it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you but, can watch Echo on Hulu. Oh, I think really? That was, yeah, I think that was part of their big thing. Because uh, even my mom was like, there's this Marvel show coming out on Hulu that you might want to check out. It's called Echo. And I was like, yep. Um, but when I boot up uh, Hulu, I can see Echo on there. So I think oh. maybe that'll work well, out better for you. All right. I'll try that because we did watch episode two of Death and Other Details on Hulu. So did you watch episode number three? No, we watched episode two. <laughs> 
So I will say I finished Echo. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to say anything, of course, until you watch it. Um, and did then, you enjoy it? For the most okay. part, yes. I, I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings on this. And once you've watched it, we're going to have a very deep discussion on this. So I'm well, I will do my best. I think there's only five episodes, right? Correct. Uh, now that I know it's on the Hulu, I will do my best to try and get through it this week so we can discuss it next Monday. Cool. Um, and I did. I've now seen the three episodes of Death and Other Details. So you're going to have to take the lead on episode two because I don't remember where they crossover and end. Oh, sure. Um, it's called uh, Sordid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, we kind of get, well, all right. So, um, what's his name? Mandy, not Mandy Patinkin. Uh, yeah, Mandy. (laughs) Oh, I am doing really, really good right now. Uh, Mandy Patinkin, the detective character, we basically kind of get more of his story as to why, uh, as to his investigation, um, with her her mother's murder back in the day with the car explosion, uh, we kind of get a little bit as to what happened to him, how he basically had given up being a detective, how his assistant really is the one that talked him into uh, getting on that trip to try and solve what was going on because we find out the roadblock is the financials of her ad- adopted father, basically the family that took her in when her mother killed. That's right. There was something in his financials that he didn't have access to 30 years ago or 20 years ago, whenever it was. And that's why they shut it down and kiboshed it. Well, now with him retiring and them announcing like the merger or the, the, you know what I mean? The partial acquisition of the other company, their financials have to be made public Mm -hmm. and they have to come out. So this is his opportunity to see those financials, to see what happened, to see, you know, if, if that, the particular, not really individual person, as much as it was like, I guess, um, like a code name for like a, a group of people was like a person's name and to see what they were paid. Cause he believes they are the ones responsible for her mother's murder. Yep. And of course, you know, she's like, you expect me to believe that the family that took me in has been good to me. My whole life is responsible for my mom's death. And so we see the alcoholism he became and this and that, and, and how he managed to, how he was encouraged by his assistant who was murdered um, to, to get back on the horse and try and solve this, this murder. So, yeah. So then it kind of gives him more of a, you know, reason he's not just solving this because it's like, Oh, somebody got murdered. He's solving it because he had a personal connection with this guy and a strong, right. The, right. Like the reason that like we were all meant to believe he was there in the first episode is because he was like a private consultant security type thing for that, uh, Asian family that was buying into this company or, or investing or merging or whatever. Uh, but the reality was that was, he used that as a ruse to get on the boat to investigate, uh, her murder, her mother's murder. And, um, obviously he doesn't know. He feels that whatever his assistant found out, uh, was why he was killed and his journal is missing. Mm-hmm. So it's about finding that journal. We also see him invest in, inter- in, he kept all the VIP guests, if you will, up all night long and interrogated them. Um, 
And then when the Scotland Yard, det- Lard, Scotland Yard detective arrived, she was like, let me guess. He kept everybody up all night and he interrogated you without you knowing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is going to be fun. You know, um, <coughs> so it was really there was no big re- revelations in this other than it was more backstory, his backstory, his assistant's backstory, um, you know, uh, more character development and all these major players that are in the episode. Um yeah, I I I really enjoy the show. I know that uh, episode three is out. Episode four is out tomorrow, so I'll we'll try to watch both of those here before next week, so I can be caught up with you. We're uh, we're enjoying it quite a bit as well. Like I said, we're ahead one episode, so I wanted to be careful. Even now, when you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to say this because it's possible that that happened in episode three. Yeah, that's the that's sometimes is the problem when they run together. It's hard to keep them keep them straight. Yeah. It's a good solid story straight through. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it um, so far. No real like in the third episode, they kind of allude to who is now the front runner as the suspect, but I'm not buying it. Because it's the yep. third episode. It's way too easy. It's way too soon. Um, yeah, there's, what, 10 episodes? Yeah. Total? So. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it's it's a solid show, and I'm enjoying it. I think I'm enjoying it more because Mandy Patinkin's there. I think if it wasn't him, then it wouldn't be as much fun. Yeah, I think he I think he's also involved in my enjoyment level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we watched another episode of The Witcher, so we're three episodes in on season two. Still a great show. Um, we're enjoying it. You know, she's never seen it. It's my second watch through. But like sure. I said, the first time I watched it, it was I was distracted a lot and only half paying attention. So now yeah. I'm really getting the meat and potatoes of it. Um, we are all caught up on Has Been Hotel, which, again, I don't think you would enjoy, but we're really enjoying it. You know, a lot of dark themes, redemption, addiction. Um, yeah, it's it's enjoyable for what it is. 24 minutes long and uh, yeah, having fun with that. And uh, I think that's why one- I kind of like the Twilight Zone so much because it's it's a half an hour. It's simple. It's it's they can be very complex stories. It can be a simple story. Each episode is standalone. So it's like I have to sit and watch two, three in a row to get the whole story. It's a complete story beginning to end in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, That's always nice. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, one that we're quickly getting more frustrated with is uh, Percy Jackson. And Oh, really? We're not, yeah, we're not alone in this, apparently. I watched a really good creator on TikTok who was breaking it down because she's read the books. And this is supposed to be closer to the books. Um, yeah. But it's still... They really, um, they made this into a kid's show and a lot of the stuff, a lot of the decisions that they're making make no sense. They're, they're giving story bits that seem broken or they like change the rules midway through. Um, for one thing, as they pointed out, like the whole premise in this first book is that somebody stole the master bolt, you know, Zeus's master bolt. Percy is given a quest to find it by uh, an Oracle. Like your quest will be to take two friends and go find this master bolt. If you don't find it by this deadline, 
Zeus and Poseidon are going to war and it's going to ravage the entire world and people are going to die and, you know, the gods are coming to a head. They're going to go to war. Sure. So the, the whole premise of the book is that they've got this deadline. It's like 10 days to get across the country, find the master bolt and return it to Zeus because he's put down an ultimatum in this show. They, they go to the, um, the Lotus palace in Las Vegas, which the whole premise there is it's supposed to be like the legend of the Lotus eaters that Odysseus came across where they lost all their memory and they didn't want to leave because they've been eating the Lotus plants on that Island. And in the show, in, in the book, it's, it's a big prominent part and they have to like rally and, you know, try to remember power of friendship and stuff like that. And then they get out and continue on their way in this one. They're like, Oh yeah. You, time passes differently in there. So it's actually like Thursday. Now you missed the deadline by like four days and fuck all happens. Like nothing has happened. No war has started. Zeus isn't around. Poseidon isn't around. Nobody's doing shit. Like, it makes literally no sense that they're just like, oh, well, you missed the deadline. You know what? Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll give you more time. But not even that because they're told, you know, well, you don't have to do the quest anymore because you missed the deadline. It's done. Where's the war? Where are people dying? What What is going on here? It's It was a ridiculous choice for the show, and I don't know why they did it because it undermines the entire premise of the gods being furious. It, it does seem a poor choice considering that the themes are supposed to be. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's every, the last two episodes, especially, but each episode it's gotten a bit more like, well, really, why would you do that? And now this last one, it was like, come on, what the, what are you thinking? Um, didn't like it. So there's one episode left. We'll finish out this season, but so you gotta I don't finish know it at least. Yeah. About. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to watch the next season. Um, but I think that's it for shows. Uh, you said you had no movies. Well, no, because kind of like you've been watching like wrestling and stuff like that. We've been playing through the last of us part two. So I've been playing, she's been watching and we're kind of making a beeline through the story because we want to, you know, there's a bunch of games that we play together and there's a bunch of games that we play separately. So we're trying to play this one together so that we can get the full story in. And because the thing is, there's going to be start being spoilers. They're already talking about the cast for season two. So there's going to start being more and more things out there. So I was like, Hey, let's go through, let's play the game. Let's see what's going on. So that when the second season comes, we can both walk into it going, all right, let's see how this measures up. So yeah, in in lieu of a movie, you know, we probably played like eight hours of it. So that's like four movies there. Yeah, it is. But you got five. movies. Uh, I did. Yeah. Um, three reruns, two new to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Two reruns, three new to me, one new to everybody. Um, so I watched Cujo finally, because after watching storm of the century, I was kind of on a classic. You talked about that last week. I did talk about that last week. You did. Oh. Okay. I couldn't remember. I, I Now that I'm just, I'm, the book ends differently than the movie. Yes. Yeah. I'll just spoil it. In the book, the kid dies from dehydration yeah. and everything in the car and heat exhaustion. In the movie, he's okay. Yeah. Well, he, he has a rough go of things and some seizures, but he lives. Stephen yeah. King writes dark stuff. 
You know, if, if nothing else, it is dark stuff. You know, there is lots of blood, lots of death, lots of shit going on. Um, except maximum overdrive, but maximum overdrive, but, um, whatever. Okay. When it came time for the movies, then yeah, they had to kind of give a little hope, I guess. Well then four movies. Okay. Too new to me, too not new to me. So I watched a still on kind of my Stephen King kick. Um, I ended up watching uh, the 2013 version of Carrie with uh, Chloe Grace Mortz or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I remember watching it when it was first out and I just thought it was okay. And I, watching it this go through, it's it's actually really good. Like she's really, really, really good in the part. Yeah. Like excellent actress, really good as the character. Um you know, they kind of updated the story a little bit compared to the, the Sissy Space Jack one. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really good. I actually probably like this version of the story more than the original, than the Sissy Space mm. one. Really? Um, yeah, there's apparently a 2002 TV movie version with Angela Bassett or Bettis or whatever as as carry and it's on Tubi and I'm debating watching it. I watched the first few minutes of it and I'm like, wow, this is a really bad made for TV movie. So oh, far. is it? Yeah. So I, I can't I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off or not. Okay. Um but I did watch The Rage Carry 2. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah that's still terrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That that did not get better with age. That is still just a bad movie. That's not good. Yep. Bad movie. Um, that's not good. Yeah. So on Saturday night, Kate was like, "What is this Dolly Parton Sylvester Stallone clip of them singing together?" I'm looking at, and what it was is she was looking at a, a clip from the movie Rhinestone. Gonna say. Came out in '84, and if you know, if you if if you're a, a, a our generation, I guess that that movie box cover at the video store was very recognizable. You know, Stallone mm-hmm. on one side, Dolly on the other, kind of like they're up. Like it was just a very recognizable cover box, even if you'd never seen the movie. Um, so we watched it on Sunday. That was. I don't regret watching the movie. I don't ever need to see it again the rest of my entire life. Um, this is the only movie that I think of that I can think of that is a straight up comedy that Sylvester Stallone starred in. Everything else has been action, whatever, but definitely not comedy. This is comedy. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Quote fingers. And it is. And, and yeah, yeah, it's it's. Again, I don't regret watching it, but I do never need to see it again. It's so hokey and cheesy, and the lines in it are terrible, and the jokes are just there's so much innuendo in it. And and I was redoing some reading on uh, like Wikipedia about it, and they had a quote from Dolly Parton's book that she put out in '94 that said, "I guess I guess no one wanted to see Stallone do comedy, and no one wanted to see me do Stallone." <laughs> um. Yeah, it was whew, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? No, sir. No, sir. And I don't feel that my life has been negatively impacted as a result of that. 
No, 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 it was not. Yeah. Uh, and then the last movie I watched was Suitable Flesh. Uh, it's on Shudder. It's a new Heather Graham movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just okay. Okay. It's a bit. Well, give us the rundown. Hokey. Like, I, I'm saying okay, but, you know, give us the rundown. Okay. Um, so it is, it's, um, it is a, based on the 1937 HP Lovecraft story called the thing on the doorstep. Um, and essentially there's this person who has, hold on, let me find a, see if I can find a better synopsis because there's no synopsis on Wikipedia. It just tells you the whole story. Let's see here. A psychiatrist becomes obsessed with one of her young patients who she later discovers linked to an ancient curse. Okay. So there's this ancient curse, whereas there's, there's this being that through chance and whatnot can travel from person to person, but there's some rules involved with it. And essentially Heather Graham's character is a psychiatrist who apparently isn't happy at home with her spouse and takes this this kid on as a as a patient who um, is is cursed with this curse is you know it's, it's it's running through his family and it just we kind of see the progression of that there's psych wards involved there's some murder involved there's some like, wackiness involved. Um, Heather Graham is 53 and looks phenomenal naked still. I mean, there's that from the movie. Uh, but yeah, it was just, I mean, I watched the whole movie and it's really hard to describe without giving it away plot details or okay. storylines, but it's, it's just ultimately it's just okay. Okay. Like, uh, I, I can't give it a hard sell. It's an enjoyable enough movie. The story is a little kind of wacky and it's like, oh, okay, I didn't expect this to happen. Um, I'm sure this will turn into some sort of cult classic at some point, quite frankly. Really? You think it's going it to go that all far? The, yeah, it has all the earmarks for that. It's like the movie, the fly, mm. you know, like the either original, you love the, the fly, sequel. the original. Yes. Not the terrible sequel, the original fly. You either love it or you're just okay with it. You know, or you yep. hate it, I guess. Um, but like, yeah, I think this movie does have all the earmarks to kind of because it's just wacky enough and it's not like supposed to be wacky. It's not comedy wacky. It's just like, oh, this is just a direction they're going. And it's like, well, that's fucking weird type of thing. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, I didn't dislike it. I can't say I'd be like, oh, let's watch this, you know, again, but. I don't feel like I wasted my time with my viewing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm debating going to the theater for for Argyle this weekend. I might. Oh, really? Yeah. I I know there's a few movies that came out in theaters that haven't hit Redbox yet, and they're not on like any streaming service I currently subscribe to, like the new Expendables movie, um, that Liam Neeson's movie where there's a bomb in his car with kids. Yep. Um, like they just now put Mission Impossible, the new one on Paramount Plus. Yes. Um, yeah, but even the, but that had been months. Like that came out last summer. 
So, and if it's not, but again, a lot of these, they're not even in Redbox. Like Redbox isn't getting some of this newer stuff either. Interesting. I wonder if Redbox is dying. I don't know. I mean, it might be, I guess. Um, Yeah. It's an interesting concept, but I would believe it. I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will have to find out. Does that take us to um, trailers and news and stuff? Um, Yeah, we're to trailers and news. Okay. Um, Started off strong with the uh, trailer for the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series on Netflix. Not to be confused or lumped in with the god-awful live action movie that came out a while back. Who did that one again? M night Shyamalan, ding dong. Was it? Yeah. That was an M night Shyamalan. Film. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're just, we're ignoring that. Um, we're saying that it didn't exist. And this one is very close to a full, like reimagining of the animated series. So it looks great. I'm excited. Okay. Were you ever a fan? No. Okay. Nope. I was not. And, and Kanan liked it for a little while, but that didn't last very long. No. Did he have a particular reason for disliking it or? No, it just wasn't something that he, uh, stuck around with. Uh, good news. I mean, they're just pulling all of the stars back in. Uh, they announced that, um, Wilson Bethel will be reprising his role as bullseye in daredevil reborn. First off, the fact they're bringing bullseye back is amazing. Uh, secondly, the fact yeah. that they're bringing back the same actor fucking awesome. I'm, I know I considering, that. considering when this came out and they were like, Oh, we're going to get, you know, Matt Murdoch. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Oh no, because we're gonna bring Kingpin back for Hawkeye, so he'll probably be in there too, or there's a possibility. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. And then now, but it's we're like, definitely nah, not I... bringing back Karen and Fog. Definitely yeah, not. No, no, that's not no. happening. That's not. Well... And it's not. It and, and the original Netflix run, none of that is part of the MCU storyline. That's right. That's all. But but it is now. And oh, we're gonna bring back Foggy and Karen. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah, the Punisher's going to be back. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was the only character. He was the first character that they said, John Bernthal will oh, will be the Punisher. Like, yep. he's coming back. If anything else for the Netflix series, he's coming back. Yep. And that has never not been the case. But now, like like you'd said in, in, in our chat here, like, you know, are we going to get back uh, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage? Like all right. those people as well at this point, and and you know the rest of the, you know and all you have the defenders again, but because they did confirm that all of it is now canon for the MCU. Yes, after yeah. saying no, it's not. Um, and speaking of but the way they, the the way they originally did it, though, it it could be. Yeah, you know, like they did it as that originally was canon. So, yep. 
Yeah, and it was just when Disney picked up all that stuff from Netflix that they were like, no, we're brushing this aside. It wasn't ours to yeah. begin with, so we don't care. And now they're like, well, wait. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I sent you the news. That um, Daredevil Born Again will reference events from the Punisher series. So, again, interlocking all of their stuff, yeah. allowing it all to be connected yet again. Uh, you sent. Oh, I sent you a trailer for Tuesday. Yeah, this one looks tragic. When, when the bird um, first came down and started talking, I thought that it was going to be like a, oh, it's like a fantastical adventure, and he's taking her to a yep. magical place. Yep. Nope. No. Yeah. No, it's it, and it. Oh, Julie Louis Dreyfus is in it. Yeah. No, this this is this is. Yeah, Ugh, twist the nut. Like this is he literally heavy. says to her, he's like, "You've got to say goodbye to your daughter." Okay, I mean, she's—you can tell that she's sick. She's got some kind of an illness. Apparently, it's yeah. terminal. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was not what I expected it to be. My buddy Brandon actually shared the trailer with me. And uh, I wrote back, thanks for that. A little warning would have been nice. And <laughs> right? Then just, and then I just shared it with you. With I was no, going to say, no, you did the same thing to me. Well, you know, goes around, comes around. Yep. Um, it's an A24 flick. They're really putting out some good stuff. I was going to say, it, when I see A24 now, I'm like, oh, this is going to be quality. Yeah, they're putting out some good stuff right now. They're on a good run. Uh, you sent the trailer to roadhouse <laughs> the uh jake yellenhall i found out recently that that's how you pronounce his last name correctly yellenhall okay um remake of the patrick swayze movie yeah i'm glad they uh, showed us the whole movie in the trailer they literally did i mean they did every story i mean they, they they yeah they really i mean i'm sure once we watch the movie Here's the other thing. Do I want to watch movies on par- on on Prime if I have to watch trailers? I mean, uh, freaking commercials, right? What the fuck is I is the commercials just going to be for TV series or is it going to be every movie as well? I believe it's movies as well. I didn't fully read the article, but the way I understood it, they have a they're saying like ten minutes for every hour that you watch or something. Yeah, or you could pay an extra three dollars a month to get rid of the commercials i know but that's just, that's the standard like like people bought streaming services so they didn't have to deal with commercials exactly and now streaming services are like oh well we're gonna have commercials or you can pay more to not have commercials yeah and it's like it's almost a big like you know fuck you i don't need to watch your movie yeah it just says they're putting ads in prime video so I don't know if that means only Prime Originals uh, or if that means anything that you watch on Prime Video. Like, oh, here's a movie we think you'll like. Take some ads. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, yeah, so big, huge thing. WWE announced that they signed a deal to move their flagship show Monday Night Raw to Netflix starting in January of 2025. So Netflix is getting into the live TV game. Apparently they've done it with a few live specials, like some recap 
where they now show for like love is blind or whatever or okay. something. Um, but yeah, so this is pretty significant uh, with raw moving from the USA network to uh, Netflix. Um, SmackDown is moving from uh, Fox network to USA and the uh, NXT is moving from USA to the CW. And the other big significant thing is WWE Network. Uh, when they launched several years ago, um, that was a worldwide app. And then they shut it down in the United States when they made a deal with Peacock. So Peacock streams all the WWE pay-per-views and has the WWE uh, uh, vault archive on their streaming service to watch all the past stuff and all the promotions they own. While the WWE Network was still available worldwide, uh, the rest of the world, just outside the U.S. Well, now with this new Netflix deal... Uh, WWE Network is going away in the rest of the world, and Netflix will be the new home outside of the United States for everything WWE. Uh, their network archive, uh, SmackDown, NXT, and Smack and, and Raw. So it's pretty a pretty significant money grab, a pretty significant deal for for Netflix, and I believe it's like a ten year deal. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Now mm. you said that these were the two big significant things going on. I mean, are we not going to talk about Vince McMahon? I mean, I don't, he got accused last year of being a piece of shit with women and resigned from the WWE and then said, wait a second. No, now that I've paid all this hush money, cover up money to people, I'm going <laughs> to come back out and uh, get myself back on my board of directors. And then, make a billion dollars on this buyout from Endeavor and da, 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 da. Um, and then now apparently he didn't make a payment on his uh, NDA hush money cover up with this one girl. Uh, and so she's like, fuck it. You violated the terms of the MDA. I'm going public now and suing you. And like, I don't know if you read some of the stuff that it says he did to this woman, but like, what it's like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not blaming her by any means, but like, how do you get yourself in that deep of a situation for that long of a period of time where you just, just quit your job? You know, I mean, it's an abusive relationship, but they're not married. They don't have kids together. Like there's, 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 I mean, I, psychologically like if, if everything she's saying is true like you know that's what people like i've already heard seeing people writing like why didn't you quit your job and just quit i would i would imagine in your job you know where where you spent this many years dispatching that that wouldn't be a surprise to you like knowing how hard it is for people to leave abusive relationships in one way, shape or form, um, yeah. knowing that it is not always logical, that it is often fear-based, that it is often learned behavior. It's baby elephant syndrome. Right. It's, you know, so it, there's, there's not a lot of logic that you can apply to stuff like this. It's no, there isn't, there isn't. It's crazy. And it's psycho and, Ugh. Yeah, I just yeah. The the bottom line is Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. 
Oh yeah. He yeah, is, yeah. he is an incredible piece of shit and he's proven this many, many, many times over. And yeah. And he, at first, like when these claims came out on Thursday, um, you know, he was, these are lies and I will prove it. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day it was Slim Jim was like, Hey, yeah, our uh, multi-million dollar promotional thing. Yeah, that's that's not happening. And then it was like, Vince McMahon is resigning from the board. Da, 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 and he's done. And then Slim Jim's like, cool, we're back. Yep. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But what's odd is with Vince resigning from the board and Stephanie had resigned long ago and Shane hasn't been involved in a very long time and Linda's not involved. There's literally for the first time uh, since 1963, there is no McMahon attached to the WWE. Maybe that's a good thing. And more importantly, that for the first time in a hundred years, there is no McMahon in, involved in the world of professional wrestling currently. Wow. Again, you I have say to go- maybe that's a good thing. Well, you have, you know, you have Shane and Stephanie were involved. You have Vince. You have Vince's dad, Vince Sr. He wasn't really Vince Sr. He was Vincent uh, Jess McMahon. And he's Vincent Kennedy McMahon as Vince Jr., but they just still call him Sr. and Jr. Then you had Jess McMahon, which was Vince Sr.'s dad. And then you have Roderick McMahon, which is Vince Sr.'s grandfather that was involved in wrestling, in promotions as well, boxing and, and early wrestling. So, I mean, like, you have... Like, um, you know, Shane is like fifth generation. Shane and Stephanie are like fifth generation McMahon's involved in, in professional wrestling, but now there's none. It's just shocking. Um, I also saw some reports that the reason why Shane left the company years ago and the reason why he left again and had distanced himself from his father was because he was trying to, Vince was allegedly trying to push his bad habits and behavior and deviousness onto Shane. And Shane didn't want anything to do with it. Hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, a lot of big changes. A lot of big changes. New networks, so, uh, new faces, people getting ousted, which they really should be. Mm-hmm. You send the trailer to a movie called Immaculate. Yeah, which is Sydney about, Sweeney's uh, just everywhere now, isn't she? She certainly is. A devoutly religious woman named Cecilia is offered a role in an illustrious convent in the Italian countryside. And her seemingly picture-perfect new home is soon revealed to be a hold, it's revealed to hold horrifying secrets. And it's immaculate because, you know, she apparently gets pregnant because of Jesus, uh, because of uh, God gets her all pregnant. Uh, I think it's Satan, actually. What'd you say again? I said, I think it's Satan, actually. That, that I think it's supposed to be Satan. Yes, I. But I'd be, I, I think it is going to be Satan ultimately. But moreover, immaculate conception. She's a virgin, and she's all preggers now. Yep. Um. Yeah, I had to see this, so you had to see this. I sent you the trailer for the Pee Pee Poo Poo Man. Yeah, that I don't I have I don't know what I have no clue what this is. I don't know what the fuck it is. Is it supposed to be real? Like are we supposed to believe that this really happened at any point in the world that some dude was I, I walking around with buckets know. of fecal matter and, and urine throwing and, it on people? 
just throwing it on people or walking up to them and pouring it over their heads and that there was yeah, always somebody there to film it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it says it. the trailer for what is a plan to be a feature length movie. The pee pee poo poo man dresses up memories of the bizarre 2019 arrest of a 23 year old man accusing of tossing liquefied feces on five people at university campuses across Toronto while inconspicuously dressed as a con- in construction gear. So, yeah. That's the name of the movie, yes. No, Russ, our eight year old child did not write this movie. But no, it certainly sounds like it could have been. It did, but apparently this legitimately happened, and this is a, I'd say, a mockumentary type thing. That's what it has to be. Because it I, has, like, it was written by a guy, directed by a guy, and then, like, there's actors playing different, like, Haley Scott's a victim. Uh, Afro Khan is playing, Afro <coughs> Khan is playing Special Agent Goro. Like, yeah, I feel like this is a a, a a a telling of type story, not a actual like. Yeah. Well, it's definitely one that I'm going to be avoiding. So. Yeah, I have I have no interest in watching this whatsoever. Same. Yeah. Um, I figured though, stop motion might be right up your alley. So that looked very interesting. Didn't that look interesting to you? It gave me Puppet Master vibes. That's something I haven't watched in forever. Huh. So it's a it's a it's a live action slash animated because there's some stop motion animation involved. Um uh Ella is a stop motion animator who while putting on the finishing touches on her film suddenly finds her life spiraling out of control when her neighbor suggests adding a monster to a movie called The Ash Man. Um, it looks interesting. Apparently, it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, because there's nine critics that all gave it a positive, a little thumbsy uppy. Yep. Um, and overall rating is eight point six out of ten. Yeah. So. Doesn't look half yeah, bad. I, I mean, it's. A I'll check movie. it out at some point. Yeah, yep. I don't. I wouldn't go to the theaters and watch it. No. This is definitely going to be a, oh, hey, it's streaming on Shudder or something, probably. Right. It's an IFC film, so it'll be on Sundance Channel or IFC Channel, whatever. Yeah. Uh, You sent me the trailer to Calamity Jane. I I know you like a good Western. Well, that's not this, from the looks of things. (laughs) But it stars uh, Emily Bett Rickard. You know, from uh, Arrow and Stephen Amell from Arrow. Arrow, yeah. Yeah, no, this doesn't look good at all. Like, it looks like a bad made-for-TV movie. It really does. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't look good. Like, the filming style of it doesn't look good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it just doesn't look good. Nope. I agree. Um, yeah. Then I sent you the trailer for Ricky Stanicki. Basically, Zac Efron is one of three friends. These three dudes for the past over decade have all made this pact where every time they want to go do something, they have this 
fake friend called Ricky Stanicki and they'll do things like, Oh, Ricky's in the hospital with cancer. We got to go visit him. And their girlfriends or wives are all like, Oh yeah, go see him. And, um, it's been, you know, over a decade and now people really want to meet Ricky because they're starting to get called out and told, you know, nobody's ever seen this guy except for you three. So we think he's fake. So they hire a, um, professional male dancer slash erotica actor played by John, John Cena, Cena. Um, to play Ricky Stanicki. And of course, then the hilarity ensues because he uh, makes friends with their boss and their friends. And yeah, um, I know. feel like this movie is going to would frustrate the Avon living shit out of me. Oh, it will. The, yeah. The stupid comedy. Yeah. I don't have patience for anymore. Did you ever? Well, not really. No, it's why I've never been like outside of like the naked gun. I've never been a parody movie person. Or spoof movie person, you know, like scary movie or uh, uh, loaded weapon one national loaded weapon one or, you know, I know what you did last Friday the 13th or whatever it is. what if I said yeah, I've never. Baseball? That's an exception as well. That's an what if exception I said Robin as well. Men in tights. Ah, that's just a good. That's just a comedy musical by Mel Brooks. <laughs> Mel Brooks is the exception, okay? Okay. Mel Brooks and, and Naked Gun. Okay. And even then, it's just the first one. Airplane. Mm, that didn't age well with me. I haven't watched it in a long time. I'd have to watch okay. it again. Okay, but I've never but like again shit that I watched when I was a kid that maybe I still have a, a, a memory of positive memory of but blazing sound otherwise Mel Brooks <laughs> that movie is fair phenomenal enough. fair enough um yeah uh you'll never find me I this looks really good comes out March 22nd on Shutter I'm excited for this I knew it would be really right up your alley. It's it, I like the synopsis. It's Patrick, an isolated man who lives in the back of a trailer park, is visited by a young woman seeking shelter from a storm. As the storm worsens, they begin to feel threatened. I mean, it's a terrible description. Threatened. But it, it's accurate. Terrible yeah. but accurate description. Um, it's on Australia. It looks good. I, I it looks good to me. That's Monkey Man. Like Monkey Man. Oh, what? What I I don't know what to make of this movie, quite frankly. I've watched the trailer twice, and I'm still trying to figure out what the hell it is. Um, it's it's giving off John Wick vibes in parts yep. of it. It's also yep. giving off um, like this guy's getting his ass kicked because he is new to trying to fight. Um, I can't tell if it's fully on a revenge story or a well, vindication story. It says a recent released ex-felon living in India struggles to adjust to the world of corporate greed and eroding spiritual values. Mm. That's it, pretty much Dev, everywhere right now. It, yep. It's got Dev Patel in it. Both starring right. and directing, I believe. Yeah. And, see, and he wrote it. Screenplay directed and starring and story produced by Jordan Peele also is producing it. Yep. Um, and, and Charlotte Copley's in it. Yep. And then a bunch it, of names I can't pronounce. It looks good despite I'm not sure why. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. I'm not sure why it looks good, but it looks good. So, yeah. Oh, let's see. I lost my place. You sent me the thing about Netflix turning a Black Mirror episode into a standalone series. Yeah, and I need to watch that episode again because I can't. I can't. I I, I don't remember it 100%. I don't feel like there were any episodes that I could see being their own standalone series. I feel like everything that they put out, like with Twilight Zone, was good as just a single episode. You know, you just, you tell the story and that's it. It was meant to be thought provoking and provocative. And I, I don't know that I agree that this needs it. Um, there was something else. Oh, the, when the, uh, when the award season was going on, I know Oscars are still coming up, but during the award yeah. season, um, Nick Offerman got best, uh, supporting actor for something. Uh, it was, an award, but it was uh, basically for his role in the last of us. And he said that they had pitched a, um, a prequel series about Frank and Bill's time together, you know, an expansion of oh, the story. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And I got thinking about that and I'm like, we don't need that. Like that episode was so perfect in and of itself. We got to see the beginning and the end of their relationship. We got to see enough yeah. of the middle that it mattered. Um, it was beautiful and perfect and we don't need more of that. I think it would actually ruin it if they added more. And yeah, no, I think, I think what we got is all we need. Yeah. And that's how I feel about black mirror. So I don't know that I'm, I'm going to watch this. I, I'm not a fan of the idea anyway, but yeah. Uh, despicable me for trailer. Man, who knew what type of property they were getting when that first movie came out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How many different? So we've got like, this is the fourth Despicable Me. Then we've got like, what, three Minions movies. And we've got Young Gru, although that might have been one of the Minions movies. I don't know. Um, They are just milking that one till it's dry. Yeah. Not to mention Christmas specials and other specials and yep, million short films and uh, we touched on it a little <laughs> bit. The Amazon Prime is gonna be yep ad free for three dollars more. Yep, whatever. Uh, and then you sent this about Iron Fist, dude. You and I, I remember you and I were two of the only people that liked the second season of Iron Fist. I thought it was better than the first season. Same. And both of us felt like Colleen Wing was a standout character and that she deserved her own thing. Hell yes. And in the end of the second season, she was given the mantle of the Iron Fist. Yep. And we were like, fuck yes. Give us more of this. And then the whole thing, you know, everything happened with Netflix and Disney. But now that they're reintroducing these all as canon, and then we've got this story going around that they're trying to reboot iron fist with a female lead. I am, I am thrilled. I am so for this. Mm -hmm. I assume you are as well. Absolutely am. Um, yeah, I'm all about this. I would absolutely love to see Colleen wings character 
uh, as new Iron Fist on TV. I thought Jessica Henwick, right? Yeah. I think she was fantastic as a character and I absolutely would love to see more of her as her, but that was, yeah, but that was a long time. I mean, that's six years ago this fall. So, so wasn't daredevil and they're bringing all them back. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm say, all, I, I would be very happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was one of the things that I was so sad to see go was iron fist. Um, especially once she took a more prominent role. God, it was perfect. Yeah. We were, I, this was like, we we're waiting for this. So, well, the first season was okay. The second yep. season, his character in the defenders, uh, series. And then the second season outstanding. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, something that I didn't send you was they apparently had a new trailer come out today for Ghostbusters frozen empire. Yes. Someone else sent that to me. I didn't watch it. I'm not watching it either. I have no interest. I already know that I'm going to watch it. I will say this though, just because I know you'll appreciate it. Uh, I saw a headline that apparently Walter Peck is coming back. Remember city councilman, Walter Peck, who, you know, it's true. This man has no penis. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he's in the trailer. So I was like, cool. Again, I don't need to see the trailer, but I think that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I can get behind that. But, oh, and I'm seeing this pop up all over my news feeds. James Gunn's DCU has its Supergirl. It's uh, Millie Alloc from House of the Dragon. Okay. So that's it. Supergirl has been cast. Okay. She's a Rhaenyra Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We'll go with it. And also James Gunn said today that his, uh, his Superman movie, the first one that we get here is not it. They're going to skip the origin story, which thank you. Like, yeah, we don't need that. Now just do the same thing with Batman. Cause if I have to watch Batman's origin story one more time, that was one of the nice things about the Batman was that there was no yeah. origin. Story. There was no watching you know, Thomas and Martha and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yeah. We don't need an origin story. That's for sure. We all know it by now. Same thing with Spider-Man. We all know it by now. Yeah. We definitely don't need an origin story on any of those fronts. No. Uh, is that everything, sir? I think that's everything. I think the only other note I had, which isn't really a note, but like, uh, yeah, the, Oh, it was a week ago. Last, last week when we recorded when clerks was officially released. Yes. Yeah. For the first time at Sundance, but I didn't get a theatrical release till October of that year of 94. So, but clerks is officially 30 years old. Damn. Wild to think about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it is god i used to show that to oh. everybody anybody and everybody i could put in front of it hey that you know dog. what it's still a dog yeah it's still a fantastic film clerks is still fantastic mall rats is still solid a chasing amy it hasn't aged well probably but it's still still good <laughs> the, 
Chasing Amy hadn't aged well when it came out. Like it was an okay story, but it was basically a story of she's only a lesbian because she hasn't met the right guy yet. Yeah. Like that was the whole premise behind it. And yeah, yeah, it it did not age well at the time. Well, I think that's it for me then. Same. Cool. Well, uh, I'm on the social medias. It's superstar Mel. And I am on the social media, the Quantum Geek, G33K. We'll talk to you another day and another time. Probably next week, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Later.